Hi, Andy. I'm so excited you've asked me to do this. I am so excited to be a part of your show, The Invisible Gardener. Um, here we go. This is Andy Lopez, The Invisible Gardener. Let's uh, let's hit it. What are we going to talk about, Andy? You said the microbes in the soil, which you talked about a little in the last week. Um, and you talked about the five R's and you talked about burying a cow stomach and all sorts of things. So I'm so excited because we really, really need you and this right now and, and all the communities across our country. So I'm so excited that um, you're letting me do this with you. I'm really happy to, that you're here, Michelle. It's about time. Uh, Today, we're going to do a little bit about how to make your own microbes at home. We're just going to touch base very lightly because each one of these can be a whole show by itself, big time, you know. So I want to cover it a little bit so that people have some idea that they can do this at home because the whole process really is to help people heal their soil, their own soil, their own property, how they, what they can do at home. That's what it's really all about. So that's what we're right. going to talk about today a little bit. You feel free to ask questions as we go on, as we move along. Um, I thought we'd start off with, you know, the obvious one would be the worm farm, right? How to make your own worm farm. Well, then not so much how to make your worm farm. We're going to cover that later on. But worm farming is one of the easiest way to get the, your microbes that you need for your soil. There's two ways, you know, making compost and worm farming. It's not but, easy to have a worm farm. No, it's I not. I started a worm not. farm. You, you got me the trough. It's like a big uh, horse trough that you'd have water in for horses right and then you layer it with the soil then you put 10 20 30,000 worms You're and great. then you I was putting compost in it but some of my compost was too rotten so you actually can't just you have to have good food scraps to feed the worms right I'm um, easy. and then you've got to water it yeah. and check on it and make sure that the bugs aren't getting at them and it's very um you know, intensive and extensive. I guess I shouldn't say easy, but it's easy in the sense that there's not a lot to build and all this kind of stuff and not, not complicated, but it is a living thing that you have to pay attention to when the ants will come and attack it, when it rains, you have to pay attention to it. Every, like, a, like the garden, it may be easy to do a garden, but you really have to pay attention. You have to be there. Your consciousness has to be there doing it. In other words, you can't, Start a worm farm and come back a week later and check it out or once a month and check right. it out. No, I'm learning that from you, that um, what you focus on grows. Right. Exactly. Uh, you have to put yourself into either the super seaweed you're spraying on properties or into the food you're feeding your worms. It's a huge component that's kind of a little woo-woo, but I see from going to these properties with you and hearing about what people think about you, um, there, there's something about that woo-woo. And the, woo -woo. the woo-woo is the consciousness that you put while you're actually at the properties. Exactly, exactly right. So it's a consciousness about having microbes. You have to acknowledge that they're living beings they need to be tended for, they need to be taken care of, like your kitty cat, your dog, or your children. You got to be there for them. 
can't come back once a month and oh boy, they're gone. The ants will kill him. You know, you're finding out the ants will go and attack him. All kinds of things can happen. So it's never, I shouldn't say easy. For me, I guess it was easy because, you know, I, I, I'm into it. That's a kind like gardening. It's easy for me, but lots of people find it very, very hard. So that's what this show is about, is to try to introduce you to these things. And that makes you realize that you're really going to have to pay attention to these things. You're going to have to be there for them. The consciousness has to be there. There's no consciousness. You can't grow. You can't do anything really, right? You know, so you right. have to pay attention. Uh, uh, very. You have to really pay attention to everything that you're doing, right? right? And I love that we've called this from your soul to your soil um, because of the correlation with the microbes in our gut. I mean, our soul is all encompassing all around, but it could also be a real anatomical correlation. That's you right. know, the, bite, the microbes in your gut equating to the microbes in the soil. That's and right. some people even say, standing in the soil, which I do, even though I can't stand being cold, but I've been doing this. And when you stand and put your soles of your feet in the soil, and if you consciously meditate on that, you can actually pull the soil, you could pull that up through your soul and actually kind of connect microbial to microbial. Yeah, it's a there is a connection there. It's it's actually the mycelium connection. It's very very interesting, and we like I love to talk more about that because you know our brains, the brain, the, the neurons, looks exactly like the mycelium in the earth, and they look exactly like the mycelium in in the, in the universe. And so they they do tune into each other, and the fact that we wear shoes and all kinds of stuff separating us from this from the earth because we used to be. In the earth, we decided one day to, to walk, to, to separate ourselves, but we were never really separated. So that's that's key to it. That's why we do from the soil to the soil, because for starters, I tell people, you want to meditate? If your soul wants to be happy, it has to have a healthy body. In order to have a healthy body, you got to have to have a healthy soil, healthy environment. So that's there's a big connection there. Right. You know? So that's what it's all, that's what our show, that's why my show has evolved over the years, right? It's, it used to be called just Don't Panic, It's Organic. It still is, but it's getting deeper and deeper into why, you know, what is going on here? What, especially now, uh, there's a really cute quote that uh, I want to say real fast because it brings it right, uh, it brought it to mind. Is, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt said, a nation that destroys its soul, soils, destroys itself. That's so true. That's yeah. so true. I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to say this. We're not really saying where we are or who your clients are, but we just had an experience with that at one of your clients' house when we arrived for you to do your super seaweed, um, you know, uh, spraying. We saw a man with a full-on gas mask spraying uh, toxic um, pesticides on the property. So Timador, I mean, most toxic. Right. And this woman who's younger than both of us is has, is not well and, and doesn't really put it together that perhaps the cancer has something to do with what's going on in the soil. Right. Um, we left immediately. Right. I was out of there. 
so sh I was really shocked that, you know, but you reacted immediately that we can't be on a property that doesn't have the consciousness. And Good. apparently if they're, they, then I asked the man, right. You told me to ask the man what he was doing. He had been spraying there for years, years. We just started there a few months ago. So. Right. Invisible gardeners not going back there. And that's, and, and that's said, why there's no earthworms there. Because it, it, right. it kills everything in the soil. If the if it kills the ants, it kills butterflies. Man said birds. that it dissipates immediately, and you know that that's not true. That's Especially true. if we go and spray the the good stuff. You talk about the good guys and the bad guys. Last time, we will reinvigorate the bad stuff. Perhaps. I mean, I'm not a chemist or a scientist, but I would imagine if you're spraying on a on an area. Because we we could have missed him. He could have done his spraying. We show yeah. up an hour later, then we spray. Yeah. And boom, that we're breathing in all that stuff. Exactly right. If you go on their website, it says, oh, it's totally, because Timidor was made for. What's the name of the stuff he was Timidor. spraying? Timidor. Timidor. And it was made for termite control. And it says it's totally safe. We inject it into the soil. Well, this guy was out there spraying. Correct. And that stuff, it, it, once it dries, the wind blows it around. And not to mention, while you're spraying, the wind's blowing it around. But when it dries, it blows it around. And you get it. It's very toxic. That there's, there's a reason why that lady was sick. Is sick. I mean, when are we going to figure it out? When are we going to figure it out? That's why I'm doing this with you, Andy, because it's kind of upsetting. These are neighbors that you thought had a consciousness. She sings in a church for crying out loud. There's I mean, it says we love butterflies and all the butterflies she right. loves and all the elementals. I right. mean, so doesn't connect at all. Doesn't connect. And, and, and they say, well, we, want, we have to get rid of ants because the ants from the next door. But if it, if it kills the ants, it kills every other insects. It kills everything. It's one of the most toxic next to Mal. Remember Malatine was safe. Right. Well, they're doing it again. And this time it's, they spread, they expanded it just as termite control to ant control and to everything else. I love um, Vandana Shiva. And I, I wish I would have wrote down the quote. I, I can't find it. I did. And I, she said something to the effect, if you are robbing the soil of its nutrients, you know, with pesticides and fungicides and chemical fertilizer, it's like robbing a woman of their fertility. That, that is huge. But that connect. kind of drives it home. But how many people have heard of Vandana Shiva? No, she's, not, she's not known in the common circles here in the West. In, but, in, our, in our last show, I talked about uh, the relationship between minerals, nutrition, and trees. And, and I also said that with the dead soil, there will there would not be any living things organisms on the planet because our food comes from the, the the life of the soil. If the soil is not alive, you're going to eat that food. Eat that food long enough, and what happens? Get sick. You die. Right. Right. So that's that's a big correlation right there that we can always talk about to people, and they need to understand that because they don't they they don't understand that you know what you eat. Why are we eating? We're eating to get nutrients and minerals, and where do we get it from? You know, you can't be going to the to the pharmacy and buying this pill and that pill and that mineral and that mineral and that mineral. 
your body says, what is this? Right. Says, it's the same thing with the trees. You can't go out and buy that chemical fertilizer, which is lacking. It's 96 trace minerals. So chemical fertilizers may have four. Nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, maybe iron. Missing all the trace minerals. And they don't realize that's why the tree gets sick in the first place. That's why diseases and pests it's identical to the human body because we are we basically have our soil right here. We basically have right, our you soil. Take trace minerals, don't you, Andy? Do what? You do you take trace minerals? I take I take natural sources of trace minerals, uh, but that's only because I have not been able to do my own garden to grow. And you know, organic and it, it's very tricky with organic too because when I talk to organic gardeners. What are you doing to, for trace minerals? No, we got great soil. No, 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 no. There's a lady who does the soil. I'm not going to say who it is because, you know, she'll get upset. But basically, she says, everything you need is in the soil. Yes, if Mother Nature was doing her thing, but she's not. She's not able. Animals, and you know, a, a long time ago, we have billions of animals. They die. They will return back to minerals for remineralization. Yeah, so I was told early on by a popular New York kind of health guru, Lou Reed, see her later in life, start taking minerals in your water, add minerals now, it'll help you when you get through your 50s, which is happening now, Help! it'll help with your bones. And I mean, it's sad we have to add minerals, but I think we, it's an important component. It is, it is because unless you go with yourself, and unless you use rock dust and remineralize the soil, you have to feed, give the bacteria, the microbes, the minerals, because the microbes are not going to get the minerals magically from nowhere, because Mother Nature normally would be giving the minerals. So people say, organic gardening, and you test it. That's why we're going to talk about our bricks and a refractometer, because that helps you determine what minerals you have in your in your plant. I thought that was a sugar determinator, like, um, but right. that read minerals. Right. Yes, it does. So, oh, it does. Okay. Well, see, uh, uh, bricks is a measurement of sugar. Right. But what you don't, people, people don't realize is that sugar is well, is what plants use to take minerals and spread it out throughout the body, throughout the plants. So mm -hmm. it's also a measurement of of minerals. Mother Nature is very clever because they need sugar for photosynthesis, and the minerals go with the sugar and it gets absorbed into the body. So you can have lots of, and that's the problem with these days. Your plants are really rich in sugar, the wrong type of sugar, whether genetically modified sugar, which is nothing in there, right? Mm. People eat that, but there's no minerals and no mineral content. That's why we talk a lot about microbes. Like I said, the real invisible gardeners are their microbes, mm -hmm. but they have to be given the minerals to eat. Just like we need is that to. That's what super minerals. seaweed is that you spray on these properties. Super seaweed is a microbiological activator. It's actually food for microbes. Doesn't they have some microbes in it? But we grow okay. our own microbes. We mix them together with super seaweed. Give them, make them happy. The super seaweed has ninety six trace minerals in it. Right, so it has the minerals in it. Has so the minerals in it. Has the rock dust in it too. The rock dust is a source of minerals. We get four. I get fourteen different types of rock dust. But do you mix that in the super seaweed when you're spraying properties? You yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, it dissolves in in the micro. See, what I do is I I make a soup. I, I call it microbial tea, microbial soup. We get the microbes. You get all these different minerals, rock dust sources in there. Let the microbes start to eat it, and that's the soup. And that's the super sea. That's the super seaweed. 
okay. So, but that, is that like compost tea? Compost tea has its own microbes, different than the microbes in the worms. But if you think about it, a healthy soil, we'll have worms. We'll have lots of worms in there producing the microbes. Uh, compost, if it's made correctly, that's one of the reasons we want to talk about how to make compost properly, because a lot of people make compost. There's nothing in the compost, because they don't know, understand the real reason why we're making compost. People say, oh, we're going to just recycle, right? We put our food in there, recycle. But if you put stuff that doesn't have any minerals or microbes in the in your compost, you're not going to get it. So people, and then nowadays I see in the store, compost has no manure. I'm going, they missed the whole reason why you make compost. Right. That's this whole other subject. I mean, it's make, I mean, this is kind of gross, but what about if people like human poop, like, you know, yeah. I think they talked about it in Kiss the Ground, keeping poop in the loop and the compostable toilets, but would that, could that be in compost? Well, see, normally you don't want to do a uh, human uh, manure because you can also pass on diseases. Right. Uh, human manure is probably filthy compared right, so to unless you make it, That's why sewer sludge <laughs> is toxic because it has so much toxic mineral, toxic stuff in it from, from medicine, the mercury, lead, all these other things in there. See, you know what so I mean? Sad. In the old days, yes. In the old days, if in, in a normal, healthy environment, human manure is fine because we're healthy. Nothing wrong with that manure. You compost it. It's not compost should not have no manure left. Nothing. You could right. not, no you smell, look, no nothing. It's no, you can look it up under a microscope, it doesn't have a manure in it. See? That's why E. coli nowadays uh is mainly manure that the animals, you know, the lots of cattle, they spread the manure. That's E. coli. But if you take a manure and make compost, you're not gonna have any manure left, but you're gonna have the microbes and it. Different animals have different microbes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, you know what I mean? People make compost with horse manure. There's no, comp not, none of the right microbes in there. See? Why so that's what we're going Because they, they don't, why, um, what's wrong with horse manure? Microbes, uh, different microbes come basically according to their, to their, to their stomach. So what kind of stomach they have depends on what kind of microbes you're going to have. Look right. at the cow and look at the horse. Tell me what the main difference between the two. Big stomach, chew, 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 big, major big stomach. Cow, a horse has a smaller stomach, like a, like us right. humans. Yeah. See, right? Yeah. I like to tell people the two best composts in the world are made from earthworm castings, a tiny little worm, and elephants. Right. They're, they're the, they're, both of them have... Uh, a stomach comes in, goes out, comes in, and the stomach is rich with the right kind of microbes. See, so I mean, that's where cattle are really good. There's a difference between a chicken manure, right, and rabbit manure. The right. manure, manure is useful, but it won't have the microbes that we need to break down the minerals that we need. See, gotcha. that's, that's that's the whole reason why I talk. I try to. Uh, that's what the show is about to explain people. It's a little complicated, but really very very simple. Right. Well, I notice it when I see the properties you work at. They don't need the pesticides. It's all being kind of managed by the by the microbes. Right. Right. And, and hopefully compost. Right. In my book, uh, uh, "Don't Panic, It's Organic," we talk about the difference between uh, a healthy plant and a non-healthy plant. 
the main difference is the trace is the trace metal. But what it comes down to is carbohydrates. And recently, I heard I I I saw some doctors, some um, farmers who talked about, and they said it was on YouTube. They said we we have discovered, and of course, I like to say that word. We have discovered, but basically, they stumbled upon it. That's the difference between carbohydrates. A healthy plant has complex carbohydrates. A sick plant has simple carbohydrates. Simple. Right, and a, and a sick plant, you'll see more. You'll see the bugs on it trying to eat. Right, and simple carbohydrates is their main food. The bugs have evolved to eat that, so they can tell. They have a little refractometer. I can't eat that, but I can eat that one. They eat the sick one. They eat the sick mm -hmm. one because it's simple carbohydrates. Uh huh. And that's the key to diseases and pests. Both in the human body and in plants, we have we, when we're sick, we produce simple carbohydrates. When we're healthy, we produce complex carbohydrates. And the, the scary thing is when we we're sick and we are uh, the like going to the candida, you you start craving what is exactly wrong for you. Exactly right. It's like I don't think I have candida. I don't have that really problem. Mainly, I'm having issues because of my stomach. You know, my, my stomach, when I had the things done, to, it destroyed my bio mean. And it's right. You talk to any doctor, like we're going to have this lady on someday. She does the bio mean. She'll tell you it takes years and years and years for your stomach to get back in, in place again. Same thing with the soil. People say, one lady said once, gee, you came one month, everything's still the same, right? <laughs> it takes sometimes a year or two for to, oh, yeah. to bring that soil back. Even then, you know, we're constantly killing it, right? So we walk away, it's going to revert right back to the being dead. Dead soil would not produce anything. Right. And you can, another lady talked to me once, she says, I've been organic gardening all my life. I buy this organic fertilizer, put it out, it's nothing healthy. The next door neighbor came up, over, put some chemical fertilizer and wham. Chemicals fertilizers do not need microbes. They pump you with nitrogen and all this other stuff. You look really good, but you're sick. Mm -hmm. so right. even, even people who buy organic fertilizer there's organic fertilizer on the market now that have micro that have uh, mycorrhiza but they do not have microbes the living organisms cannot live in plastic bags right right that's that's another thing you've said so when you go out and buy these um these composts they're in a big plastic fertilizer bag even the manure i mean you can get steer manure at like um you know the do-it-yourself and right but if they're in, they have the, there's holes punched in. Right. The, so the, that helps it breathe. The breeze, right. But if it, if it comes in a sealed plastic bag, no microbes. Uh-huh. No I microbes. mean, the, I've, I've seen local people that you hear through the grapevine selling it in burlap bags, but those people are far and few between. Right. People, That's how I, I started. Anymore. When I started making compost, I said, it's got to breathe. It has to breathe. And on top of that, there's a time frame when you make compost. You can't just make it, put it in a bag, and let it sit there for weeks or months because they will die on you. There'll be nothing there by the time you get to it. That's a big difference. So that's a process you'll learn. The trick is for everyone to compost somehow, some even on a, whatever scale you can do it. Whatever scale you can do it. They have, these, they have these little worm bins you can buy. You put mm -hmm. the worms in there. They'll eat the compost. But it's not the same thing that we're doing. We're using the juice. Right. Mm -hmm. we're, we're using, we, we specifically, that's why I spray because uh, 
there's two ways to apply it. You apply it with compost or you apply it through a spray. You see, I used to make my own compost, the best compost in the world. You look under the microscope, which we're getting a microscope, you'll see the microbes in there. Right. You see, you see them. And then, but we can't, and it's, it's a tough one for us to go to a customer and say, okay, your gardener has to use this compost, not the stuff you buy in the store. <laughs> right? Not the stuff you buy, because that's not going to work. You see? Right. You know, so that's what we're, that's, and so that's why we spray. Well, every time we spray, so every, when, if I go to a place, you and I go to a place, and the first time we spray, all the microbes die. 100% of the microbes are dead, because they need a living environment to live in. Mm-hmm. Right? So the right. more we spray, but so we have to get the customers to start paying attention to the soil, right? Bring in soil, bring in compost, make an environment so the microbes can live in it. Right. That's what happened to that one horse property. They they were living, they live in a big dust bowl with exactly. tons of horses blowing up dust everywhere. And it's so so sad. I, I could imagine this happen has happened to you over the decades of your career, Andy, that all of a sudden they're like, well, we're not going to use you anymore. We're not seeing enough results after well, a few months. And that's a tough one too, because it, it works both ways. I have uh, I have I have had places that are absolutely beautiful. And they say, we don't need you anymore. Everything's fine. Right. And then I tell them, well, as soon as I, within a year, unless you go, unless you're doing what we're doing, you know, actively start taking care of the soil, it's going to revert back because the city water kills the microbes in the soil. Everything that's toxin kills the microbes in the soil. Chemical fertilizers kill the microbes. Everything we do, we're geared to kill the microbes in the soil. You know, the other on the other level, if I if the customer doesn't pay attention to the health of the soil, we you know who they are because we keep going to say, well, this isn't working. No, it's not because we're we're barely keeping the microbes alive as it is. Right. You know, right? And that's and it's the same thing with our body. That no doctor is gonna say, Hey, what are you eating? Right? What junk right. are you putting in your body? They don't right. say that. They say keep coming every week for the rest of your life. That's yeah. the problem with vaccines and, and flu shots and all these things. They're kill, it kills our microbiology in our, in our body. Right. It's, it's not there. The little creatures are not there. Right. But we have yeah. The other thing, when you've gone to a property, which you only go to once a month. Right. You only go once a month. It's not like a weekly service. Now, the people that you've been seeing for years they're able to drop back to once every three months because they have a natural, right? Kind of a built-in, their soil's been built up over time. So it's kind of a, a process. It is. I had the, one lady gone for 15 years. She says, do you think I can cut back now? I said, yes. Right. But she's, she is one of your clients that informs the, her gardener, don't put the chemicals down. Right. She's, and, but some, uh, clients they don't even live in their homes the full full year and i've noticed from having a gardener they'll they'll slip in the chemicals to get the grass to grow to mow it the following week it, it, you could tell a, a, a gardener over and over not to put the chemicals down right unless you go and what i mean many times many times oh, when you such a conundrum many times when we go into a customer's property i would go look around and there's a bag of stuff i go why is that bag doing here <laughs> oh what we didn't we not yeah right see because the gardeners oddly enough are the last people to understand that this 
have a consciousness for the store. You know, they're like mow and blow. They do not understand that they need to. They're the people who should be the caretakers of the soil. Right? A good gardener, I mean, it's like a good farmer. You have a farm. Everything, animals, cows, everything goes back into the health of the soil. That's why I love the Rodale folks, right? Healthy soil, healthy people. Is that? Rodale. Rodale? Yeah, like Rodale they, did organic, they did organic gardening magazine. And they still they have the Rodale Institute. They're really cool uh, people. Rodale. Yeah, and they talk about the health of the soil and all that stuff. Gardeners have the faintest idea about healthy soil. Because they says they're taught on TV. You have a pesticide spray, a pest spray this pesticide. They don't think that why you have that problem because if you solve the problem, you're not going to buy their pesticide, are we? So that's what it's all about here. We're trying to uh, attract. We will attract the people who have the consciousness. People out there with consciousness. But this is wrong. It's like the, it's just like a kiss the soil, kiss the ground. They know that it's wrong. Right. I mean, there's so much scary with the Bill Gates now and his agricultural institute being there i i heard near uh monsanto in missouri like one agriculture one farm one feeding for the this monopoly it, it's right i'm not well versed on it enough to know what's going on but it seems pretty scary it is and you know we all need to grow our food even if it's a a pot on a balcony if we're in an apartment something that was what got my kids to start eating raw there's a pot of lettuce at the front door you could just grab a piece right. and it's really important for everyone to get on board with this because if someone like mr gates is buying all this land and all their food's going to be coming from this one source it's um like vendana shiva says they're mining our minds it's good business for doctors. It's good business for doctors. Because you think you're eating a good lettuce, but there's nothing in the lettuce that your body can use. It's like, yeah, I, I, the other thing, um, organic, 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 you look at the ingredient, there's still canola oil in there. Right. On a car. And that stuff is toxic. So it, it's not only, it, it can't just be organic or have a hippy dippy label and be looking they all natural you have to look at the little it needs to say organic sir if it says certified organic on the outside on the label anything in the back has to be certified organic so if it but says what if canola, it's organic canola oil is right there's a big thing? difference there's a big difference between organic canola oil and the chemically made can canola canola oil comes from corn corn is genetically modified the sugar is different everything's different than certified grown corn so if it was organic canola oil would that be okay for our bodies yes ma'am it's made differently it's made entirely differently got it so if it doesn't say certified organic it's just it's organic that's a trick it has to say certified organic on it it's just says organic the, the law doesn't say you have to say if it's certified organic it's different it means it's certified that means somebody a company that the omri looks at the ingredients and say no you can't put canola oil unless it's organic canola oil or whatever right but organic could be that product, but not necessarily all the little bit of the ingredients in there. Mm -hmm. It's very, very tricky. Very, very tricky. And they, yeah. and they have to come. It all has to do with money and the, uh, how much money can they buy? Can the, can they pay off the lawyers or they pay off the EPA or all these other things? See, right? That's what it all comes down to. Right. So again, I, and I, I'm having a wonderful time being with you. I think we covered a lot in this show yeah, now. This is great. Now, 
do people know that you have a website invisiblegardener.com they do now <laughs> join the the website where they'll receive a newsletter they could buy super seaweed um right uh, they should go to invisiblegardener.com if you look in the back you see how it's spelled uh, use the inquiry form if you have any questions about today's show Sign up to get the newsletter. The newsletter will tell you, uh, we'll go over the show again in a little more detail, turns you on to the videos, all these different social media. Uh, we have a great book called Don't Panic, It's Organic, which covers everything in there as well. And so we have all, and Super Seaweeds, microbiological activator, I make it. I, I don't really sell it on the pub to the general in the stores because I make this. So you, you get to buy the same stuff that we're spraying to my customers. But even then, you're still going to have to pay attention to your compost. You should spray super seed all you want to. If there's nothing alive there, there's no microbes to eat it. Got it. Right, right. Right, right. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Michelle. I enjoy being with you today, okay? Likewise. Till next time. Thanks, love. Take care now. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Satnam. Satnam. Oh, there you go.